Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Pendo, and today I have the honor of introducing you to Spencer Landry. Spencer is from Michigan, USA, and he will be graduating in 2023 with a degree in political science and minors in Germanic studies, Italian studies, legal studies, and history. As a sophomore, Spencer was student government vice president and head of programming, as well as an Italian and German tutor. I'm super excited to get some insight on his life, so officially welcome to the podcast, Spencer. Awesome. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being a part of it. Let's let's talk about what you're doing right now. Um, and it's really interesting. You're doing multiple things. But to begin, I kind of wanted to learn about what you're doing for Haley Stevens in Michigan. So right now you're working as a small business fellow. And I was wondering what it's been like working in politics. Right. So Haley Stevens is the U.S. Congresswoman for Michigan's 11th Congressional District. Um, And I had initially applied for her internship program, but logistics-wise, it just wasn't going to work out. Um, And then once I had come back home in the U.S., uh, she had sent out this letter for her small business fellowship. So as a small business fellow, I attend weekly meetings with members from her district and D.C. staff to learn what is the life like of a Congress member. Um, so I've been learning a lot about policymaking. I've been learning a lot about decisions, uh, outreach with um, district members, you know, how legislative processes work in DC versus how they might work on a state level um, with a specific focus on small businesses. Um, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, especially in the US, small businesses were hit very hard. Uh, so I've been studying a lot of PPE loans, uh, COVID relief funds, the American Rescue Plan, the CARES Act, and things like that. That's super cool. And can you kind of let listeners in on maybe what a fellowship is at large and what that means in terms of responsibility? Right. So I I like to think of a fellowship as a scaled-down internship. I get all of the connections with, I would say, 99% less work. Um, I, I still have weekly responsibilities like readings. Um, a lot of the things I do are outreach with uh, one of my bosses at another job that I have this summer. Um, but yeah, I a lot of it is just conversation-based learning and listening uh, from people that have a lot more experience and building connections with them that I can keep after the fellowship uh, to continue to grow on an educational but also on a career level as well. That's amazing. And like you said, it gives you time to do some other cool stuff that you've been involved with, um, with the company um, Community Housing Network Incorporated. So in addition to being a small business fellow, you're, you have two positions within this organization, not only as a COVID emergency rental assistance specialist, but also um, a policy and advocacy intern. Mm -hmm. Just kind of to start us off and understanding what you're doing, I wondered what it's like being able to juggle multiple positions um, within the same kind of time frame of your summer? Like, what has that been like? Um, I'm not going to lie. It's been very hectic. Um, <laughs> I would say being vice president of the student government uh, this past year at Franklin and all of the roles that I held in SGA and at Franklin definitely kind of prepared me for it. Um, so my day normally starts around 8, 8.30 in the morning and ends around 4.30, 5 o'clock. Um, 
So I am a part-time COVID emergency rental assistance specialist, like you said. Uh, that is a lot of person-to-person contact. I work completely remotely. So it's a lot of phone calls. It's a lot of email correspondence. Um, and it's it's very tough um, because of the pandemic. Lots of people were put at risk of homelessness or eviction. Um, and so I deal very, very closely with how eviction has touched people uh, in Oakland County, which is the county I live in in Michigan. Um, as a policy and advocacy intern, I kind of focus on the legislative aspect of that. Uh, but I also currently am doing a lot of research on Michigan's mental health policy and kind of revitalizing that. In our state legislature, there's proposals put forward to integrate behavior, physical, and mental health together. Um, and proposals like this in the past have failed miserably. Um, they they lend themselves to kind of private companies and don't really work out in the best interest of individuals. So I've been able to gain a lot of insight into that. That's cool. And so kind of a small curiosity I had was, like I mentioned in your introduction, you're going to graduate with a degree in political science. And I'm wondering how these internships and fellowships have kind of helped you. Like, is it reaffirming the fact that you chose the right degree and you're excited, you know, to kind of go into this field? Um, I I would have to say yes. Um, aside from German and Italian, those <laughs> don't really get spoken in Southeast Michigan. <laughs> but um, as far as political science and legal studies and history, I would say all of those so far have contributed a lot to my success with these internships and programs. Um, a lot of the studies I've done at Franklin have required a lot of critical thinking and critical understanding. Um, and that's exactly what my job entails for the summer. Uh, so I would say like it, it hit the nail on the head. It, it's everything that I could have wanted out of my education to prepare me for the real world. Yeah. I, I feel like what you're doing is extremely real world to your specific kind of focuses at Franklin. And so what is it like kind of having two different internships under the same umbrella of a company? Like, is it hard to kind of define your time or how do you set priorities in that way? Um, it is very challenging. Um, so I do 20 hours for each job that I have with Community Housing Network. Um, and like I said, with the COVID emergency rental assistance, it's it's very demanding, not only on a time level, but also kind of on an emotional and mental level. People are coming to you with their stories of how eviction has touched them. You know, they could be they could be a day away from eviction and they're just getting assistance now. Um, so you're truly transforming and changing people's lives. Um, so you're often drawn to stay with that kind of work. Um, so I've had to set pretty strict time limits with myself. I try and do um, two uh, two days a week, just fully policy and two days a week, fully uh, COVID emergency rental assistance. And then one day I'll do four hours of each. Um, and I found that that is kind of the best way to divide my time. I n- normally do like Monday, Tuesday and the first half of Wednesday COVID re- uh, relief. And then second half of Wednesday through Friday is all public policy and advocacy. Um, yeah, it's, it's very challenging, but over the past couple of weeks, I've been able to develop a rhythm that's worked. Yeah. And I feel like creating your own schedule is the most empowering part of time management. 
especially when it works because you're like, oh, okay, I can actually do everything that I want to do. Um, that's really cool. And so are you working with a, a small team or a big team? Like what is your kind of coworkers? Um, so there's 30 people that have my position right now. Um, this is unfortunately my last week holding on to that position. So it'll be 29 next week. But um, yeah, so all of us are kind of divided into teams of, I think, six or seven. All of us have a supervisor that we report to. Um, and I, I love my team. Uh, they are some of the funniest people. I'm the youngest by far. Uh, I think the next oldest is someone that's just finishing their master's degree. So a couple Here. years ahead of me, but <laughs> it's, it's great. We're always there for each other, um, even if it is just through a Teams chat. Uh, we're always helping each other. We're always making each other laugh. We're always, you know, trying to make each other accountable for our mistakes and our successes as well. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. And how has it been kind of working a lot of these really highly impactful jobs through more of an online format? It's It's been different. Um, you know, coming coming back into the U.S. from Switzerland, things are much more open here, especially when I first came. I was able to get my vaccine right away, um, and everything was much more in person than it was in Switzerland. So coming back here kind of had the hope and expectation that, I'd be, that I would be able to do a lot of the things I'm doing in person. But being away from it in person and being remote, I think, has given me uh, a good sense of separation from work that I need. Um, however, it has been difficult since I work from home. Um, you know, the computer's only five feet away and I could go check on a case right now or I could go read an article. So setting those time boundaries, I would say, has been the most difficult part. Yeah, I can imagine. And so kind of looking forward um, in your coming time at Franklin, I was wondering like what you're kind of looking forward to in the coming year, coming years, and if you have some personal or academic goals that you're kind of looking to hit as time goes on. Yeah, for sure. So um, as you had mentioned, I was the vice president of the student government. Um, unfortunately, I lost to a really great guy. His name's Jonathan. He's going to be our next president this upcoming year. And I'm really excited for everything Jonathan has planned. Um, I sit on the SGA board as a position called ex officio since I was out of office. Um, and I just get to kind of sit on the board, give everyone advice, help people out. Um, I'm really excited for that. Um, I also get to stay on the faculty assembly as the student liaison. I love that position this past year. And hopefully with more in-person meetings, it'll be even better this year. Um, I'm really excited for new C or whatever the building will be called to be yeah. finished. Um, I'll be living in new building this year. Uh, so I get to see the final stages of construction wrap up and have it right before me. Um, academically, I've got some really awesome classes laid out in front of me. Um, and my travel this semester is to Georgia with Professor Cordone. So I'm very, very excited for that. I'm keeping my fingers crossed, knocking on wood that nothing bad happens, that we can all go to Georgia I'll go on our own academic travels. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm just really, really excited for this year. It seems that things are finally getting back to normal or as normal as they can be. Yeah, I think it'll be a really exciting transition 
from like our sense of community that we had during COVID and now where we can kind of all be more together. And yeah, I hope you can go on travel. I've heard that travel is amazing. And I, I, I know this is kind of going backwards a bit, you know, talking about your graduation plan and your specific majors and minors, but I was wondering like what went into creating your graduation plan and what made you decide that you wanted to have what is it four minors german italian legal yeah four minors like what went into that thought process um a lot of thinking <laughs> um so i originally came to franklin thinking that i would major in international relations um and freshmen don't have to register their majors right away or declare their majors right away and so i didn't and i waited um, and I was looking through the academic catalog one day, I think it was like my first week here, and I saw that I had to take a bunch of econ classes for international relations as a major. And I, I absolutely hate math. I, I am not good at it. <laughs> it is the one C I have had in college so far. And political science did not require those classes. It required my one college algebra class. So I decided to become a political science major. Um, I had originally gone into that thinking I would also double major in history. Um, my freshman year, I took um, some history classes with Professor Puka um, and had fallen in love with like the way that he thinks about history, the way that he expects you to learn about history. Um, and then I switched advisors from President Warden to Professor Cordon. And Professor Cordon and I had many, many, many long and irritating conversations on his part of what would be the best academic plan for me. And after me realizing that I would have to write two theses, I decided that it would be best to just stack on these things as minors. And so one day this past year, I was looking through all the classes I had taken and all the classes I was planning on taking. And these minors just kind of started building on top of each other. Um, I had come into Franklin taking some college-level German classes in the past. And so last year, I was able to start at the 301 level. Um, and this past year, I was able to do the last German class I needed. Uh, so I finished my German minor this year. Um, nice. I was taking Italian like crazy. I had done the 100 level or all the way through the 200 level by the end of my freshman year did the 300 level this year. So I just need a couple more classes there. Um, I really am fascinated by law um, and intrigued by the way it works around the world, both on domestic and international levels. So I decided I'd go for a legal studies minor. Um, since I love history so much, I decided I would do a history minor and Professor Cordon doesn't know it yet, but I'm also going to go for a competitive comparative literary and cultural studies minor as well because I've taken so many CLCS classes that it's another one that's just started to add up yeah fair enough who knows how how do you think he'll react when he finds out <laughs> um I know he's going to kind of sit in his chair and look at me and say what are you thinking like why um but so. I it's I, that's what I love about Franklin you're able to really create plans that are specific to you and that adhere to your interests and passion. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, I, I agree. And to Professor Cordon's credit, I don't think I'd be able to do it without him. Um, I think that's the other perk of Franklin. You know, you really get close with your advisors and you have a really strong bond with them. 
my friends in the U.S. see their advisors twice a year, one each semester, and I see my advisor pretty much every day since he's one of my professors, and I just see him around campus a lot. We joke a lot, um, and we have a relationship that's not only like an academic one, but also kind of a friendship as well. Yeah, it's really cool. And I mean, also, I don't know if you want to talk about this a little bit, but the opportunity that you had to be able to actually teach a cl- like um, kind of a course with Professor Cordon in his Swiss, his Swissness class for yeah. Italian studies and how that kind of happened, if you want to yeah. give some insight. So as far as language minors go at Franklin, they can be tricky because there's not always a high demand for the upper level classes. So Professor Cordon offered to me the opportunity to do an independent study for his um, politics and culture of Switzerland class uh, this past semester, which Margaret and I were in together. It was a blast. Um, Super fun. Yeah. Um, And so I did all of my research for my papers in Italian. So my final paper was in Italian. It was on the Lega in Ticino. Um, and how that kind of impacts national politics. The Lega is a very right-wing party, um, those of you listening that might not know. Um, And then I also taught a class on the powers of the comune. Uh, Comune in Italian would be like a township or a municipality in its closest English translation. So I had the opportunity to translate all of my works from Italian into English and teach a class on that. And I think it went over very well. I don't know, Margaret. I liked it. I liked it. I also thought it was just really cool to have an opportunity to like actually use your translation in a public place rather than just on a piece of paper. Like I I, thought that was really cool. I completely agree. I think, I think it was kind of the answer to the question, like how am I going to use my degree? Like I, I just used one of my minors right there translating these critical texts into English and allowing my classmates to learn from them. Yeah, it was super cool. And so did you get more of the creative reign on how you were going to structure the way you taught the course, or was it more of a collaborative effort between you and Professor Cordon? Um, I would say it was definitely a more collaborative effort. Uh, I read through all of the material, got my notes ready, um, and then Professor Cordon and I sat down and he went through what he thought the key points would be for the class. I voiced what I thought some, you know, important details would be. Um, and through a revision process that took about a week, week and a half, we kind of honed down the presentation into what I ended up presenting to the class. That's super cool. That's really exciting. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. It's been really interesting. And I wish you the best of luck in your next two years at Franklin, especially next year with your involvement in SGA and seeing all the new development of community, whether that be physical with new C or emotional and events and things like that. But thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your story here today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Good luck. Sounds good. Thank you.